0: You're listening to the Side Hustle Gal podcast with your host Danny Fountain and Caitlin Allen. Hello, and welcome back to the Side Hustle Gal podcast. Today, we have one of my longtime friends, business friends, uh, business like partners, I guess, if we talk about she wolf, um, clients. Right. She's been a client of mine, uh, Jordan Lachensky. Hold on. I always. Forget to ask you how to say your name. Jordan Les, I did it again. Yep. Jordan Lesensky. Uh So, Jordan, I'm going to toss it over to you. Tell us what's up with Brandboss, what's up with She Wolf, what you're doing now, because I know that you're back in the corporate world. I can't wait to hear all about it. Woo!
1: Yeah, girl. Thank you so much. And um, yes, love that we are in each other's lives in so many layers and ways. Um, So thanks for having me. What is going on with me? Wow. It's been an interesting, uh, four year journey, really. But, um, as you know, I had brand boss creative, which was a boutique branding firm, I opened and closed that in three years. So, I opened it in 2016. I had a freaking blast. I grew the thing. I had consultants, I had the CEO ego, I had all the things. Uh, going on. we I was like became, becoming obsessed with processes and operations and customer service and just how to grow and improve this branding firm and uh, how to make things really smooth for everyone involved. Um, and then early 2019, we went through uh, a litigation, which was kind of like the second of the three strikes, you know, uh, we had, we lost a, a, a huge client because they lost a huge client and And we went through this litigation and it was wild. And my consultant at the time was saying, like, this is just something you prepare for in business, right? Like, if you budget for it, it happens when you're a business owner. At some point, you will get sued. Like, it's kind of like, welcome to the big leagues, honey, you know. (laughs) Um, But it was personally difficult and professionally difficult and hard on our team and hard on our (laughs) P&L, you know. I mean, just all of it. And so it was actually um, advised by our lawyer. It's just easier to close the business. So we closed that business. It was an LLC, and it's a pretty easy process to do. Um, and She Wolf, simultaneously, you know, She Wolf had started as this collaborative where agencies or people like Brand Boss, like yourself, like other graphic designers and photographers and videographers and audio experts and All of these people in the content creation, marketing, advertising world would come together for these projects. And that's how She Wolf started. And I had a business partner and it was a super fun wild ride. And We relocated it to Bozeman, Montana, to North Carolina, and, you know, just kind of our She Wolf pack was growing and, and really all over the U.S. And we decided that we wanted to try to make it a community, an online membership community, because what was happening was the gals that were working on projects with us, We would be on a call about a project and as soon as the client would hop off, everyone would say, how do you handle this? How much do you charge for this? Do you have a contract template I can use? just All these things that especially as a creative, you enter into business and you know how to do your trade. You know how to be creative, but the actual business side, nobody really teaches you that. In school, unless you go for your MBA. So, uh, and even then, which I did, you know, even then, I mean, there's so many unanswered questions. So, so we tried our our hand at launching a community, which simultaneously this launch was happening while a brand boss was in this lawsuit, um, and it just took me down. Uh, I was totally wiped out, totally burned out, uh, just spinning my wheels trying to make it happen, um, and I just got to the point where my body and my mind and everything said, "Girl." take a break. (laughs) So I took a break and, um, I took some freelance contracts. Uh, one of which was uh, for a company in Dallas as a kind of an interim creative director, one of which is still going on, which is working for a nonprofit. I'm coordinating their biggest fundraiser. Um, one of which is project management for a friend of mine who had, who owns several companies. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of this weird floating moving thing right now. And I've never done this in my life, but I'm waiting. I'm just kind of waiting for the next thing. Um, and I feel like it looks like being an intrapreneur for a little bit, but I'm not certain. And so I'm not making any big decisions, uh, but I am eyeballs open uh, looking for, for kind of a new challenge. So that's my, my side hustle has went from uh, a full-time gig to just leaning leaning the fuck out and just being me which is within a home office which is weird (laughs) which is a really weird experience but it's been really good
0: that's such a journey that it's and coming coming from watching along the sidelines I know what a transition it's been for you I know how crazy it's been for you but I love that you're waiting for the right opportunity instead of forcing Dang, yeah. an opportunity so that security is there. Because I definitely right. lean towards the latter, but leaning towards the former is what creates these like big next changes for folks. So I love that. Yeah, I, part- I have to ask, so you, you described the tactical evolution of things How would you say your emotions have evolved over the last four years? Oh my gosh. So I, if you want to be humbled
1: and challenged and like the most excited you'll ever be and the most depressed you'll ever be and (laughs) cry in public and I mean, just all these things, you should totally start a business. I highly recommend it. Um, I feel like, I think I, my emotions have gone from really learning to believe like I got this and embracing a confidence that didn't quite have before. And I think part of that is just what society tells us as women. And part of that is how we grow up. And part of that is just who we are. Um, and so that was a really cool journey to embrace and just embracing like the business mind and being cool with that. Like my how I approach things, like what my Enneagram type is, or what my Myers-Briggs says might be a little bit different when it comes to how I run my business than it, than it is for me, like at home, you know? Um, So, I think that's a really positive thing. I think all of it ends up being positive. All the challenges you embrace and go through end up teaching you something and all adversity, you know, teaches you something. And when you're in it, you don't believe that. But but really, at the end of the day, uh, you learn a lot. I think the, other, the biggest piece, I think, this year has been from being on cloud nine um, and just like getting a taste of uh, we're scaling this thing or we're launching this thing or just this startup flavor. And then like a month later being at the lowest low um, and taking all of that ego and just squashing it and going through the phases of embarrassment and like hibernation. You know, I think like, I didn't go to where to, I had an office at, at a really cool kind of co um, place in downtown Greensboro. And I didn't go there for like six months. I was just embarrassed, like, uh, I failed. And now I'm going to go in and all these people are not going to take me seriously. And I'm looking for freelance contract gigs. And how am I going to convince them that I am still good at what I do. Um, And so definitely a lot of that self-talk and processing and therapy, holy hell, therapy. Um, So I think, I think it's challenged me To discover who I am without a business. I think when you're an entrepreneur, it becomes so much of who you are. You never really sleep and and not think about it. You're never really off. You don't really check out. You're you're always on. Um, And I think this year, the emotional journey for me has been, this is who you are as a wife or not a wife. This is who you are as a business owner or not a business owner. This is who you are with uh, your community and your pack and without. Um, And so it's been, and it's a discovery. I'm still figuring that out. But I think the emotional, the emotional piece of all that, it's challenged me in ways I never would have imagined. And I mean, going through all of it, like grief, anger resentment you know this this litigation was like with a female-owned business you know and I and I knew her like in terms of like qualifying your leads so that stuff doesn't happen I did that you know and I was so disappointed at the way that things were happening and I was taking it so personally like how could you do this to me you're you're like single-handedly trying to ruin my business what's going on you know and I think it's been interesting to kind of step back and say everybody has their stuff. Like life is happening for everyone all the time. And you can't take it personally. Uh while it is a very personal journey, you know, um people aren't necessarily coming for you. They're trying to survive themselves. So I think this year that's been the biggest thing is just like slicing that ego way down. Um not to like a self deprecation level, but just at a you know if you're if you're not at the top of your game and i'm using air quotes (laughs) or if you know if you're not on the cover of forbes or or if you're not successful whatever that means you know what does success mean to you uh then what um and that's part of like taking the risk like that's part of stepping out on your own and creating something it's like big risk big reward and like also big risk huge failure you know huge huge uh impact on on your life and everyone around you so yeah girl it's been a been a journey. It's been an emotional journey too. Oh
2: man. Yeah. So I think there's two really huge takeaways in that, that I want to discuss a bit further. Um, Maybe one we just have to highlight, but the first one is the sense of, who you are outside of your business, especially as side hustlers. Um, specifically, we are working and then also side hustling our business and where does like you as a person stand? And then the second part right. is when you do decide to go full time, you are not your business and that's why you right. protect yourself with an LLC um, so that when you get to yes. you did not get your house taken away too. Um, right. So. There are two really, really big pieces there, but I want to talk to you a little bit more about like you outside of the business. So what do you do yeah. um, when you try to pull yourself away from um, working and hustling and balancing all of the things? What do you do as a person to pull yourself away from it?
1: Yeah, I think the answer a year ago and the answer now are so different. I think um, the answer a year ago would be, yeah, like I hang out with my friends. Well, guess what? All of my friends are also side hustling or have businesses. So I'll eventually you talk about business. That's not really a way. Um I think it was uh, reading, um, which also tended to lead towards like kind of personal and professional development. Now I think what I, I think my body has forced me to do uh, is rest and totally check out. Like your computer is not on you. I mean, maybe it's Netflix thing. I don't know. Like maybe it's hanging out watching true crime shows. Maybe it's taking a leisurely chill walk in the neighborhood with our dogs. You know, maybe it's um, going to like a cafe by myself without my computer to kind of sit, get some vitamin D, eat a croissant, you know, grab a coffee. Um, I think part of it has been, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of friends that live somewhat close and they're, they all are, you know, um, celebrating really cool milestones, like ad- adopting children and having children and, and moving and buying new houses and things like that. And so really trying to spend quality time with those people. I think that's been really big. And I think Um, I think therapy again has been like, that is like my self-care has been really, really huge. And, um, and so with that, I kind of discovered like, what else is it that I need to do? You know, is it, is it some kind of exercise? Because I think for me, especially this year, it was the energy that it felt like it would take to go to the gym and like actually lift weights was just like not happening. Um, But being okay with maybe I cycle for 20 minutes or maybe I go on a walk or maybe I park further away in the parking lot just to get my body moving and get some endorphins going. So in art, I think like this year, it's been cool. It's like a something I'm really passionate about that I haven't spent a lot of time doing. And uh, we have awesome art museums here, and they're cheap or free, you know. And so like, I went to the Frida Kahlo exhibit and just walked around the thing like four separate times, you know, and just stared at uh, these really cool photographs and and artwork and um, reading these stories and so that's what's been this year. That's what I've been doing. Um, and in a, and a year ago, the, it would have been like, oh well, I'm just still go go go. But I go 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 in a different way. Or I maybe this networking thing feels fun, but it's but it's still me, you know. Um, so I think it's more more rest.
2: I love that answer because I love that you know the difference between hanging out with entrepreneurs also, um, as like, oh, that's my fulfilling thing that I do for myself. But really all you're doing is talking about work. And I think it takes, it takes us so long to figure out that like, okay, I have to distinguish myself specifically from my business. And how am I going to do that? Even if it's finding friends that can't comprehend business, then like, yes, perfect. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, that's always something that um, I know I've struggled with is finding a way to like turn off that business mentality or, oh, I can put my phone down for 10 minutes. And if a client messages me, I don't have to respond right away type of thing.
1: Um, and especially right. as a side hustler, that's so hard. Right, so, right. And I'm, and there's pressure while you're I mean, even like I'll work at the, the nonprofit, I work in the office Uh, one day a week and I go to meetings another day a week but that one day a week I'm in there and I'm stressing about any other contracts you know like or any other to do's like oh I need to answer that email but I'm really you know like I'm on the clock for this nonprofit. I can't be doing that you know so it's um I remember when I started my business and it being a true side hustle and having a full-time job and just feeling like, okay, can I schedule a meeting at four? And can I get it to the office at seven and leave at 345? And, you know, I mean, just how to make it work. Um, and yeah, it becomes all your spare time really becomes about the side hustle and feels like there's not enough hours in the day. And it's all about prioritizing yourself too. Yeah. So
2: I guess moving on from that, how do you like organize your day in a personal way and then in the business sort of way like how do you how do you tend to blend them together
1: oh still figuring that out for sure um because it's so different than it used to be uh it definitely used to be wake up go you know (laughs) coffee coffee first Uh, love the dogs out, go straight to the office, work, 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 meetings, 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 networking thing, go home. Uh, and when I was like down on the couch, I was down on the couch. Like I wasn't getting up for anything. Um, and my sweet husband was like making dinner most nights. Um, so now it's been like training myself, um, to say, you want to go to the gym at 9am. You can do that because it's totally empty and you have the space yourself and there's no real pressure and you can listen to the music you want to listen to and um, or if you want to wake up answer a couple emails and then go on a long walk you can do that so I think um, kind of trying to train myself in that way Mondays I always have a status call for the project management gig I do and so Mondays are typically like kick the week off get shit done so I like that because I have this status call and then at least for that that gig. I know everything that I need to do for the week and I can organize myself. Um, so Mondays are typically a lot of like admin organization, emails, that kind of thing. Tuesdays are always pretty blank on the, on the calendar. So those are days that I, I typically like, all right, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go to the gym at an odd hour. Um, or I might meet a friend for lunch, or I might go on a walk with, with a, you know, my friend who's a new mom and is also like, get me out of his house. Um, so I might do something like that for an hour or two and then I'm definitely in yoga pants hanging out at the at my home computer and just kind of cranking out some creative things that need to be done more like content execution um Wednesdays are somewhat similar sometimes I have some in-person meetings on Wednesdays I try to keep them on on that day so I know like okay on Wednesdays you wash your hair you know (laughs) and um on Thursdays, I do the Volunteer Center. So part of Wednesday, um, if I have any meetings outside of that, I really prep for everything that needs to be done. On Thursday, if there's any like, pre-work that needs to be done for me being in the the office, that, uh, it's called the Volunteer Center. So I, I try to solely focus on that gig on Thursdays if I can. Um, and Fridays, I try to be pretty chill. Like I try to, like today, I um, obviously I'm talking to you. Uh, which I love, and um, I had a doctor's appointment, and I am, uh, my husband and I are hitting the road out of town a little bit early today, and I have some calls from the road, but uh, we're going camping, so I try to, I try to let Friday kind of start the weekend and I that sounds like really luxurious <laughs> Like again like I'm in this it's a privilege right now to be able to do that uh because I'm in this waiting stage uh but I'm with the gigs that I have I'm, I'm making enough to be able to do that I'm not hitting my my big goals but I'm making enough as I'm as I'm kind of waiting and I'm not committing to anything that is bigger than that at this moment um, and so I'm thankful that I can do that I know not everybody can uh, but that's what my week looks like now. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I do nada. Like I do nothing business related on Saturdays and Sundays, which has been really a much needed change. Uh, and I've really embraced it. It's been great.
0: I am <laughs> I'm first so grateful that you're embracing rest and embracing space and embracing Breathing room, um, because I definitely am someone that's guilty of not doing those things. I think it's really smart to be doing those things, um, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also I'm also. I'm like I, as I'm
1: listing my week, I'm like your week does not look like that at all. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I'm also curious because I think the biggest thing that I struggle with, and I wonder if you struggled with this in the beginning too, is how to address the void like people like you, people like me, people like Caitlin are so good at packing our schedules so full that to take that space invokes feelings of guilt, feelings of what am I not doing? What am I forgetting? What, like the like entrepreneurial FOMO that comes from not having things in that time. How did you wrestle Mm -hmm. with that in the beginning?
1: I'm still wrestling with that. I've actually, as I'm, as I'm like telling every day, I'm, I'm telling myself, wait, you know, and I know even you and I have had conversations about just uh, different companies or different people, because I definitely feel bored, because I am so used to chaos. Um, And so part of that journey has been like me in therapy saying, am I bored? Because I'm used to things being so insane and unhealthy that I don't know what to do with myself now? (laughs) Or am I bored because I really am missing uh, a challenge that I need? So that's been part part of the process right now has been, all right, we really do need to like dig deeper and figure this out. Because I think, you know, for the last five years, really, life's been Pseudo chaotic. You know, we've moved across the country twice. My husband switched positions, switched jobs. He got out of the military. You know, we we've like rescued a million dogs, and we had like a geriatric home for dogs for a while. You know what I mean? Like, just it's just been some kind of a big change uh, all the time. Was was basically how life was running before. So it's really hard. I don't I don't know the answer. I think um, when I in the beginning, I don't know that I had a choice. I think my, I was so uh emotionally like person like things in our personal lives were happening simultaneously on top of all this other stuff and I was so stressed out and I just wanted to hide and I've never been there before like I mean I was like in bed eating Twizzlers for whatever reason that was the only thing that I felt like eating (laughs) I just my mom was coming by and saying I brought you soup and a sandwich because you have to eat food you know like I just was really having a hard time um and I think I, my body was just, like, shut down, like, just, it was hurt, like, I just had pain in my back, and my shoulders, and my neck, and I was so tired, it felt like mono hit me, like, I just was so exhausted, so I didn't have a choice other than to embrace the void, um, and now, you know, eight-ish months later, um, I'm starting to feel really itchy, and antsy, and bored, and trying to fill that with things, and then the last few weeks, it's been interesting because I have packed my schedule more than I should and I'm feeling a little bit more anxious. And I deal with anxiety anyway, but it's kind of resurfaced in a new way. And so that's been kind of a warning sign because I, I was good. You know, I was like breathing normally, my heart's beating normally <laughs> for a while. And then the last few weeks, as I've been a little bit bored and trying to pack myself full of like, hey, yeah, I'll join this board. And yeah, I'll mentor this person. And yeah, I'll, I'll help you with that messaging. And blo- like loading up that, that plate a little bit too much, um, I've been feeling it just with uh, just, just with time and just well, with anxiety. And so I think that's been a warning sign. So then I think that maybe helps me reevaluate and say, all right, I gotta, I gotta pump the brakes a little bit. Um, and what's really a priority. What's, what do I really want to be doing? What's really fulfilling me
0: right now? I think that that is so important. This, Ooh. this episode yeah. is truly giving me some really good vibes and chills because I think the conversations are so important And I think that something you said earlier was like feeling like a failure, feeling like you would let people down, feeling like other folks were not going to see your worth because you weren't all of these things that you were once. And I want to take a step back first of all and acknowledge that someone out there has to be the entrepreneur that stops hustling 95 hours a week. Uh, And so I think in your own way, your new identity is going to help, frankly speaking, people like me, but also people listening to this podcast who are hustling too hard, who are Mm -hmm. doing too many things, who are involved in too much to take Mm a beat, breathe, and say, you know what, like, maybe I need to change too. Where's the space in my life? Right. Yeah. Know that you're freaking awesome, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) Thank you. And so you've gone through this huge evolution, but what about people who are too close to things to see that it's time to evolve? What advice would you give to someone who's not ready to hear advice that they need to take Mm. a step back?
1: You know, I think this is something that I've been challenging myself with a lot because I have a couple of friends that are so good at this because I am one of those people. I don't, I'm like, you're giving me advice and I'm not going to listen to any of it. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Like, you know, I am a a hard, I'm kind of a hard nut to crack when it comes to that. And so there are a couple of people in my life who ask really pointed questions that help me discover that myself. So, like, they might say, is that working for you? Or, um, do you feel healthy? Like overall, like does your body, your mind, like, do you feel healthy? And I'll probably say out loud, yeah, things are great. But in my gut and in my heart and in my soul, there's alarms going off. Like, no girl, you are on the verge of burnout. Like, and you know it, why are you acting like it's all good? (laughs) Um, And so I think I've watched them get through to me in those ways. And I've tried to mirror that. For other people. And, and, you know, I have a lot of friends that are actually in the exact same boat right now. You know, they, they've been hustling at like full speed for the last two years in their business. They like one of them, for example, just hit a million dollars in revenue. She's super excited. She's like growing, growing, growing. It's a super small team. They're staying really lean and she's working 19 hour days every day. And every time I, I see her, she it's that's one of the first things that we talk about. It's like, and today was another 19 hour day. And I want to, you know, you want to shake her because you just want to say, stop doing this to yourself. But there's this pressure, I'm sure in her mind, like if we could just get here, if I could just get to the next phase. So I think the advice would be really to like, step back, do a workshop, you know, have a coach, have a consultant, have somebody that you really trust who's going to ask you really hard questions help you discover what you're doing all this for. I think like defining the goal, defining what success looks like for this thing for you is really important. Um, It could be, this is my side hustle that I'm doing because I want to start putting more money in savings for my kids' college. Or it could be I just want to be able to go out and get happy hour wine with my gals once a week. And I I want some fun money to do it. Or it could be, I want to take this thing full time. Um, And so I think working with someone who's not you, who's able to see that and say, all right, well, is working 19 hours a day getting you there? (laughs) Like, is it, is it reaching your goals? You know, how are you, how are you auditing those goals? Like how are you measuring if you're reaching them? Um, And I think I think we know ourselves better than we think we do. I think we know like your gut is really powerful and it tells you things. And so like when people ask you those questions, if something in you feels like, ah, this is a lot, or if, if you're, throat is sore all the time and you're on the verge of a cold all the time and you wake up in the morning and you're so tired you know there's there may be something there that's like your body's telling you hey you need to slow down um but I think that's the biggest thing is like surrounding yourself with people that are going to be really honest with you but in a way that you'll actually hear it and in a way that it'll impact you to make the right choices and decisions and sometimes that's just asking you questions you know just asking you hard questions And not telling you anything, not telling you you should or shouldn't do anything, but just saying, wow, it seems like you're working a lot. How's that feeling for you? Like, how's that sitting with you? How you doing? You know, I think for me, that's what works. So that's what I would suggest.
2: Yes. I am so thankful when, um, even sometimes my clients are like, Hey, you know, I just realized I've been talking to you like all day and I know you have other clients. How are you doing? Like even just having my clients wow. check me. Yeah. I mean, as a project manager, you, you would know, you know, um, Sometimes your clients are, you're talking to your clients all day to make sure things are moving along, especially when you're delegating out. And I think those check-ins have really made me realize, whoa, like not only should I be taking care of myself, but I need to surround myself with the people who are checking in with me also, because that just means the world. When somebody asks you, Hey, how are you doing? Like, how are you actually doing? Um, and sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Like sometimes it's so hard to be like, well, I'm fine, but, and then evaluating it in, in your head, it's it's so hard. But I loved this conversation. You are amazing. I feel like we could talk Aww. all day. And I think our audience is going to really, really love this episode. Um, but we do have Thanks. to wrap up at some point.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
2: So, um, where can we find you on the interwebs?
1: Yeah. So now, um, my website is just me and it's jordanalexandria.com. So Alexandria, like, like the city in Virginia, um, and Jordan, just like Michael, (laughs) um, so just like that. Um, and you can find me on Instagram and facebook sometimes i I try not to uh i i I try to actually now especially because i don't have to for my for my business like be on social all the time i'm not on there as much but i but i have like a love affair with instagram so i'm typically on instagram at um jordan.alexandria or at j lesinski that that will be a tough one for uh for people but it's in my bio for my other one yeah Um, yeah you can find me there We'll link
2: all of those in the show notes, Um, and I just really wanted to say thank you so much for your vulnerability today.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being an awesome person, a safe place, and for creating space for these conversations. It's super important. It's huge.